Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Hey everybody, Ed Kratz here, your co-host with Eagles Unfiltered, back again with my colleague John McMullen. We're with SI.com Eagle Maven and as you can see behind us, we are here at the NovaCare Complex. We're day six of Eagles training camp. It is Tuesday, and today the pads finally came on. And uh, I think John, because the pads came on, has already made a decision as to who this I've left tackle. I've called it. Evidently, I'm the last one. All the other beat writers had called it in the past couple days. Said Jordan Mailata is going to win the left tackle job. Um yeah, I mean, today the pads came on, uh, Jordan Mailata. It was his day. Remember, Ed, they've been rotating each day. So Andre Dillard started uh, with the number ones on the opening day of camp. So day six, it was Jordan's turn. He took advantage of it. It wasn't great, but he did a good job against Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham, amongst others. Josh Sweat, we've been talking about him throughout camp. I've said he's the best player, I think, overall player in this camp so far on one occasion had Andre Dillard on skates. He just put him in, in, in Joe Flacco's lap. Look, the only person that counts in this is not Nick Sirianni, not Jeff Stoutland, Howie Roseman. So he's the real last holdout. But as far as the beat writers, yeah. I'm the last holdout, and I called it. <laughs> You're calling Malata the winner yes. at left tackle after one day at pads. And listen, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I mean, listen, Sweat, like you said, had Dillard on skates, knocked him on the seat of his pants in one uh, situation. Uh, and Malata pancaked Brandon yeah, Graham. Yeah, he did. I should have brought that up. Yeah, on a running play. Uh, I think it was a running play. He just pancaked Graham. And then they ran another play between the left tackle and the left guard, and it went for a big game. I think it was Boston Scott in that situation. So, you know, Mulata was doing something in, in the running game today. And you know what, John? I, the, the running game looked pretty good. Um, yeah, Jason Huntley with uh, yeah. really broke one off the right side. That's the second time I've seen J- Jason Huntley take it to the distance. The guy can run. I think he runs a 4-3-5, 4-3-6. He's right there with Miles Sanders as the fastest running back on this team. And he's impressed me. Tough numbers game for him. Yeah. But this team looks really, really deep at the running back position. And that was a concern last year. Now you have Terry Johnson, Jordan Howard has looked good at times. We mentioned Huntley. And everybody forgets about Boston's guy. You just talked about him. 
That guy just plays and performs every day. Nick Sirianni hasn't forgot about Boston Scott. He really sung his praises uh, at the uh, pre-practice press conference. Uh, right? I mean, he really, really yeah, he praised really did, Scott. Yeah. But just to recap on Huntley, I mean, remember, he's he was a fifth-round pick for the Detroit Lions uh, going, I think it was in 2019. Uh, and no, it, it was last year, and well, they picked him up on waivers okay. uh, coming out of camp. And, you know, he didn't get much time, didn't play on special teams. They brought him in, I think, to be a kickoff returner. But that role's not even important in the modern NFL. You might return... I don't know, 10, 15 kicks a year because everybody just kicks it out of the, the back of the end zone. So I don't know if he can make this team because of those numbers, yeah. but he's making it a difficult decision. That's your job as sort of a back end of the roster guy. Make those decisions difficult for the coaches. He's doing that. Yeah, and when you think about it, he was a fifth-round pick just like Kenny Gainwell. And when you mentioned speed, I mean, I think Gainwell's got some jets too. And we talked to the quarterbacks today. Joe Flacco and Nick Mullins spoke to us, and Nick Mullins was asked about Kenny Gainwell. And, you know, he said they had a conversation in the locker room about how uh, he had like 60 catches or something at Memphis, yeah. Gainwell did. And, you know, Mullins is like, hey, if you can do that, uh, it, you're going to have a job in this league. And, you know, we've seen some good things from Gainwell. Uh, you know, the, the, these quarterbacks seem to be hitting the running backs in the pass game in stride coming out of the backfield, and they're picking up some big yards on those plays. Yeah, Joe Blacko probably had the best one today, just hitting, I think it was on Johnson, correct me if I'm wrong, Ed, right in the flat, no. hit him in yeah. just in stride, and he was off yeah. up the sidelines. So it is going to be a bigger part uh, of this offense. But I got to say overall, you know, day six, as you mentioned, day five, I wanted to give one to the offense. So I said, let's give it to the offense, day five. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nick Sirianni told us pre-practice, no, no, no. Defense won. Barely. Barely, seven. It was close. I think he said 27-24. Yes, that was it. Grading the plays. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the offense certainly didn't win today. And one of the reasons why is somebody we should talk about, and that's Zach McPherson. Yeah, you know, I don't know about that. I thought the offense had some good flashes today. Right. We'll I think see. it was another close call. I mean, we don't get to talk to uh, Sirianni again until Thursday. Uh, it's Tuesday, so I don't know if he'll remember who won the O or the D. But I thought the offense was really close. Where the defense, I think, really showed up was in uh, – it looked like practice was over. This was the longest practice, by the way, under Nick Sirianni, right? It went about 100 minutes, ended about 11.40. Usually the longest practice prior had been 11, 30, 90 minutes. So this was a long one. And then the final 10 minutes or so, they ran the uh, no hurry hurdle, up. the hurry yeah. up, two-minute, four-minute offense. And that's where the defense really shined, I thought. I mean, the offense had a hard time doing much of anything in that session. Uh, and it was funny to hear McPherson. We talked to Zach McPherson afterward. And, you know, he was asked about the speed of the game and how much greater it is than when he was in college. And, and he said – really fast and he talked about that final drill he said it felt like a track meet yeah um so you know that was a big adjustment for him but he continues to show Gets up his hands on the football three times today and zach himself said two of them should have been pick sixes so he needs to yeah. finish some of these plays uh has one interception i believe of jalen hurts i think he's gotten his hands on the football i don't know if it's every day but it's almost every day yeah and I go back to the spring, and Ed, you and I do this a lot, and we say, okay, what's your biggest concern? Mine was corner. I think it was up in yours, and all of a sudden you signed Steve Nelson. Zach McPherson looks like he's hitting the ground running. 
Craig James looks good. Josiah Scott. All of a sudden, this looks a lot deeper and a lot better the position than we thought it was going to be coming into training camp. Yeah, McPherson's been playing mostly outside, um, you know, and he was asked today about that, and he said, I'm sure my time will come and I'll get moved inside. But right now, the Eagles are looking at him on the outside, and you know what? Right now, I'd have to say he's their third-best corner behind Nelson and Slay, and, you know, I'm not even sure Nelson is that much greater than him. I mean, Nelson is good but you know he's certainly shown some liability but you know mcpherson could be the third cornerback on the outside on this team once this season starts yeah i think it's going to be a good battle craig james hasn't yeah. been as explosive right. as far as playmaking but i think he's a little bit more consistent you know how that goes as you know you tend to lean on a more veteran player uh and and quarterbacks will look at rookies and try to target them but look if he can continues to play the way he's playing he's going to be in the conversation for playing time the beauty of signing steve nelson is you don't have to push him you don't have to you know before they signed steve nelson they needed to get zach mcpherson on the field and that's difficult for any fourth round pick this is training camp he's been great but when those real bullets start flying it's going to be more difficult for somebody uh, to, to get sped up. And I always go back to last season, Jeffrey Okuda, who was the third overall pick in the draft, just tremendous physical players, but he was, he was terrible. Yeah. It's a difficult position to transition to in the NFL. Yeah. And, and Zach talked about some of the differences. Can't, can't put your hands on, on, on receivers at this level nearly as much. Got to get them off. It's just a really difficult transition. Yeah, they had officials out here today throwing flags here and there for this. He didn't get flagged for a P.I. There there was a case in one play. It looked like he could have been flagged for P.I., but he was not. He was asked about it. He said if there's no flag, there's no P.I. Uh, but you're right, that is a big adjustment as well. Um, but listen, I, I really like what I've seen from him so far. Um, and also getting back to the running back position, I, I, I don't want to just gloss over that because when the pads come on is, is kind of when you see how this run game is going to work. And you know, you mentioned the depth, John, and right now, I mean, if we look ahead, I know we, we're still waiting on our first preseason game. That comes up a week from Thursday when the Steelers come to the link. Uh, but just, you know, a little sneak preview. How many running backs do you think uh, this team's going to keep once the decisions have to be made? Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I wrote about this on SI.com, and everybody can read it at EagleMaven.com, this 21-speed formation yeah. that the Eagles have been using. I think if they use more two running backs, there's an opportunity to get an extra guy on the field. Maybe you can get up to five. If you're not going to use it enough, I don't know how you keep more than four. Um, remember, you, 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 need certain, you need certain numbers at certain positions, and that limits you at running back. But if they're going to use a lot of 21, well, you get, you need speedy guys. So that might open a spot for both Gainwell and Huntley. And by the way, I'm going to back up, Ed, because these rocks are killing me. <laughs> yeah, we're standing on kind of a gravel uh, rock medium here. Uh, you know, it's a nice <laughs> setting with the building yeah. behind us, but the rocks are hurting the feet. Um, you know, uh, something Nick Mullins said today was that what he likes about this offense is they, they really require you to take the easy completion. And what easier completion is there than hitting a back out of the backfield? So these backs are going to have to be able to catch the ball 
Uh, and we've seen them do a pretty good job of that. I mean, Miles Sanders had a drop today, which was a little concerning. Um, but guys like Huntley and, and uh, Boston Scott and uh, Kenny Gainwell, we know they can catch the ball. So I think when you start to break down who they're going to keep, if you can't catch the ball, Jordan Howard has caught the ball, but that's not really what he's known for. Uh, but if you can't catch, you're not going to be a part of this roster. No, and, and that's probably the problem with Jordan Howard because he's a guy that I thought has played very well at times. Now, again, you mentioned the pads coming on and, and, and it becomes more, and it becomes more difficult for, uh, and we're getting, we're getting an answer. Tell them, no, you can't park here. These are reserved. Sorry. So there, that's live, uh, <laughs> live video. Uh, at the Novacare complex, which is everything. You gotta deal with leap blowers, you gotta yeah. deal with people. Hey, can we park here and the camera's right in front of your face? Yeah, I, think we're, in, start... I think we're in Doug Peterson's old parking yeah. spot here, actually. But... Yeah. But uh, anyway, Jordan Howard has looked very good without the pads on. In theory, he would look better as a physical running back with the pads on. Um, but. You also, what you just said about a receiving back and you have to do different things, it's going to be sort of like the old, you know, you mentioned Doug Peterson, so I'll throw out a Doug Peterson-ism. What kind of flavor do you like? You know, if you're Nick Sirianni, do you want a, a between-the-tackles runner Then Jordan Howard can make this team? If you don't, if you want those speedy guys, you know, maybe Jason Huntley makes the team. So it's kind of what flavor do you like? Yeah. Um, so listen, I I, uh, I don't know if I admitted that this publicly, but my first crush of camp uh, was Michael Walker. Now, my, Michael Walker's Oof. missed the last couple of days. He's been nicked up. Uh, but now I have another crush. And uh, <laughs> uh, I think it might be the same crush John has, except the tight end position. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, who are we talking about here? Tyree Jackson. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, the Sixers have done nothing. In NBA free agency, while everybody makes moves, they might go out and sign Tyree Jackson. I mean, this guy looks like an NBA power forward. He's six seven. They list him at two fifty. He looks bigger than that to me. From from the moment one of camp, he you remember that play where he just leveled uh, Rashad Smith, yeah. uh, and it was one of those issues where uh, this guy is so physically gifted. It's so physically gifted. Um, no, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry. I, I broke my stride. So physically gifted because we're getting asked directional questions now. People do not notice the video in front of you. But I, I say to myself, you've got to find a place for this guy. Now, it's easy to say put him on the practice squad. <laughs> well, can you get him through waivers after you show him in the preseason? Maybe you don't play him in the preseason because you don't want to show him. You know, Zach Hurts, it looks more likely like he's going to be here every day. Yeah, sure does. So, obviously, you know, Dallas Goddard's going to be here, Zach Hurts. Do you cut Richard Rodgers to keep Tyree Jackson? Yes. I think about it. I'll tell you that right now. I definitely would. This, this is like Jordan Mailata at tackle was young in his career. As a former quarterback, obviously he's learning the position from scratch. But two, three years down the line, he could be a star. Yeah. I, I got to keep him around. I got to find a way. Yeah, Jack Stoles looked good too. The undrafted uh, 
free agent from Nebraska, but you know, you can get him to the practice squad. I mean, but Tyree Jackson's got that body type, man, and he, he can catch the football. There's no doubt. He can catch. When that ball comes to him, he secures it. I don't think I've seen him drop anything. I'm sure he has, but I, I nothing... saw him one drop one ball, but yeah. I mean, he's caught almost everything. You don't have to go far. You can go down I-95 to Washington, Logan Thomas. Yeah. You know, he was a star quarterback at Virginia Tech. Uh, turns into a great tight end. And and Jackson, who, who played quarterback at Buffalo, uh, not the Bills, University of Buffalo, um, he's, he's more physically gifted uh, than Logan Thomas. And you've seen what Logan Thomas has turned into. Yeah. Yeah, we saw some good action today with the pads on, some guys taking some pops. Travis Fulgham seemed to take a couple uh, hits in particular uh, during a one-on-one receiver DB drill he got a pop from Elijah Riley and then during 11 on 11s I think it was he got hit pretty hard by uh, somebody it's in my notes but you know he got right up and kind of glared the the two combatants glared at each other but you know we saw some good hitting today it wasn't no fights though no fights uh not yet but it you know it was a nice mild day today not real hot Humidity's up a little bit, but there was no sun. So uh, once that sun comes back and those temperatures start to climb up into the 80s again, uh, we could see tempers growing shorter. But uh, that's going to be it for now. Um, once again, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, yeah. i got to stop and get people directions. Yeah, right. We have to get our uh, yellow vests on and start waving people this way and that way. But uh, thanks again for listening to us, and uh, we'll hit you up again uh, after Wednesday's practice. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.